Good morning and welcome to episode four of Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast. I'm John Kane, joined by my co-host, Nate Funk. Nate, how's it going? Pretty good. Good morning. Good morning. It's a little bit of an early one, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, Nate, really touch on, before we get to anything, uh, the fires that are going on in uh, California right now. Um now, these fires uh, have affected numerous farms, uh, the main farm right now being Castle Rock. Uh, I know Curbstone Valley Farm has been affected, too, but they were able to get their animals out, thankfully. So it's really a, a tragic situation that's going on over there. Yes, and um, I know a number of other uh, farms on evacuation warning. Uh, I believe even uh, Redwood Hills done uh, warning as well. They are uh, not moving yet. They're trying to prevent, do preventative measures for any fire damage there, but they've been told they're on uh, evacuation warning. A lot of, a lot of farms are uh, either <sighs> dealing with losses or they're they are um, waiting, trying to find out what's next. Yeah, yeah. So Castle Rock, uh, who's owned by Sarah Hawkins and Andy Pistana, uh, and they're in Vacaville, California, they were devastated Wednesday morning when the wildfires shifted and burnt down their home, their barns, and killed most of their herd. I mean, really... Anything they had is pretty much gone. Uh, now, there was an update from Castle Rock uh, on Facebook. Uh, somebody quoted them saying, the house and barn are a total loss. All goats who were in the barnyard, including milker, milkers, yearling bucks, and all uh, this year's juniors are dead. We may have some goats in the pasture who made it. They lost about $10,000 worth of hay. Not sure what they'll feed the survivors. I have no idea what we're going to do now. Um, that was a quote from them. And apparently their feed store had reached out to them and they're going to donate hay to them, which is really nice. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so yeah. we've mentioned Nate in, uh, in past episodes, uh, how really this community kind of pulls together when stuff like this happens. And, they, the community has not failed in this situation as far as Castle Rock goes, uh, who has taken the brunt of these fires so far that we know of. Uh, and they started a uh, better unite uh, dot com forward slash Castle Rock uh, GoFundMe kind of page. Uh, they started a, a fundraiser uh, where right now it's up to 29 grand. In, in that there's a link to that on our yep. Facebook page, which is new. We, we do have a Facebook page uh, yep. for the podcast. You can get all the podcasts off there. But we're also putting things like the link to the fundraiser on our Facebook page. So you can go there, click on it. If you feel like giving or feel, want to know more about it, you can click on it, go to it. Um, if you feel the, the desire to try to help, uh, this herd, um, 
go there, help. Um, it's, you know, it's 29,000 sounds like a lot of money, but when you've lost your barn, your house, yeah. you know, you know most of your livestock, um, that's really not really even a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Um, $10,000 worth of hay sounds like a lot. Um, but again, that's, you know, you, you've got to look at what hay costs there in California. Exactly. Hay costs in central New York. Um, <laughs> yep. It, uh, but if you feel the, feel the desire to help them, uh, there's that. We don't have the link yet for, uh, the buck to rebuild on the page yet. That's a, another fundraiser for them. That one's yep. kind of still taking shape. There are a lot of people who are uh, putting up things for it. Um, a lot of uh, Nigerian Sable, uh, uh, I think Sables. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Oberhansley Breeder um, putting up for it. In fact, you know, our guest from last week, uh, Vanessa Mills, put up uh, an Oberhesley buck out of a yearling, a two-year-old, um, to be, I believe, either raffled off or auctioned off. I think the format for that. Yeah. Still, the, the, it's moving so quickly <clears> that <throat> it's kind of still nebulous. Right. Um, so from what it sounds like, the Bucks to Rebuild and Kids to Facebook page uh, people are donating straws of semen, 2020 kids and future 2021 kids to raffle off. Uh, yes. And all those proceeds would go towards uh, Castle Rock and any, uh, it says, and any other farms affected, which we know there must be more than just Castle Rock affected by this. The, so I got looking into this, you know, my background is forestry. So uh, for people who don't really know about these fires, um, this fire by uh, Vicayville, and I hope we're saying it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Vicayville is halfway between uh, Sacramento and San Francisco. Right. In California. It is just, this fire is parallel and just east of the Napa Valley. Wine okay. country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's in wine country. Um, but it's also about the size of Rhode Island. Wow, I didn't realize. It was Imagine that big the of a entire fire. state of Rhode Island, poof, gone. Oh. Um, and to make it a, a little more, uh, a bit more mind blowing, there's another fire that's currently going on just south of there, um, uh, as well. So I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of a scary situation out there in California. Um, I would encourage your listeners if you have friends out in the California area who, you know, live out in the rural areas, reach out to them, see how how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's scary stuff out there. I I saw a video of a bulldozer trying to help, um help stop the fires, you know, uh, build trenches. The one with the dozer coming out of the fire. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, you see the fire, you just see fire, and all of a sudden you see these headlights coming yeah. out of the fire. Yeah. 
I mean, the guy, the guy must have had some oxygen on him or something. But my goodness, that's just crazy. And then, I, I would Im- imagine so. They referred to him as Captain So and So. Yeah, so I'd imagine he probably had full firefighter gear. I just yeah. the heat that's around that thing. They must be a special dozer or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's. It was it was pretty intense to see, and then I've, everybody's seen the picture that's floating around of the Oberhasi doe standing around the fire trying to escape. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's a heartbreaking thing that's going on over there in California, and and I'm very proud of what our our community has done in in reaction to the news of Castle Rock and other farms. Uh, pulling together to try to help in any way that we can and you know as east coaster it it, it's 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 hard not to feel helpless in that kind of situation where all you want to do is help um but the community is coming together raising a little bit of money for them and uh hopefully they were able to get something out i mean castle rock helped shape the nigerian dwarf breed have multiple permanent champions. They have national champions. Their last national Including champion was, I believe, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yep. National yeah, champion yeah, from two thousand nineteen was, yep. Tahitian Sunset was uh, that doe, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. you know they've got ten top ten producers everywhere. You know, uh, it's they really helped shape the breed to being a respected dairy animal that they are today, and and. Castle Rock was one of the the founders of of creating that. So it's it's pretty devastating and our you know, my heart goes out to them. I know yours does too, Nate. Same here, same here. Yeah. So I it uh, it just blows your mind and it's terrifying. I think it's farmers nightmare to lose the animals in a barn fire. I can't imagine Losing more. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I think we just, as we are doing, but you know, just to be supportive mm-hmm. of the farms out there that are going through this. Um, and, uh, yeah, we as a, a you know, go, goat showing community, goat owning community, um, I've always been a family and, you know, Right now, some of our family really needs that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, but we'll we'll move on from from that news. We just wanted to start out the show uh, with with you know giving our our condolences to everybody that's affected, and and um, you know we're going to do anything we can do to spread the word. And again, if you are listening to this, you feel the need to try to find find a way to help out. Um. The one I know about is the Bucks to Rebuild and Kids to mm-hmm. uh, fundraiser that's forming. They're still taking some form. They're going to try to get uh, raffle ticket sales up by August 31st. Yep. Um, and then there's the uh, other fundraiser that's already up to 29000 Yep. That's specifically the Castle Rock. Yep, and that's www.betterunite.com forward slash Castle Rock. It'll bring you right to the page. Um, again, you can find that one on our Facebook page. Yep. We'll try to get the Bucks to Rebuild link on our Facebook page as well. 
um, after this podcast. Um, feel free to look into either one of those if you if you are feeling called to help out there. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, move into uh, the show. You know, first thing uh, first. How was your week, Nate? Did you have a good week? <laughs> it, it was a pretty good week. A little bit frustrating. Um, so uh, I know what, two podcasts ago and Buck and Duck, Buck and Doge in a row. Mm-hmm. I ducked on even in a row right now. <laughs> um, uh, we've yet to have any dough come in heat. Um, even, you know, trying to do a couple of uh, heat cycle protocols mm-hmm. uh, we did have uh the blessing of, of a few experienced creators reaching out to us and uh you know suggesting some protocols which um depending on how things go we may may not be able to uh follow at this point maybe a little late in, in trying to induce heat cycles at this point for the time frame that uh Jen and I want to induce and have have doge freshening. Um, so at this point, we may be trying the ah natural route of inducing of putting certain doge in the pen next to certain bucks and seeing if uh, they can get each other going. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, picking corn in the garden and tomatoes <laughs> and overrun by zucchini. Um, you know. And uh, tomorrow, part of the reason we're recording it today and not tomorrow, is the my children have a uh, 4-H show in right here in Norwich, um, a restricted show. Just the the only people who can come to it are the adjoining counties. Um, I mentioned that because there is an ADGA show tied to right. it. Um, but because of New York State Department of Health telling the New York State ag and markets, um, all livestock exhibitions inside New York State have to be uh, restricted to our specific COVID unit. No. Yeah, you know, COVID management unit. Yeah. Thereby making the show a restricted show through ADGA. Um, even though our superintendent called Ed and said, hey, it's not our fault, restricted is restricted. Well, see, I'm kind of confused with that, though. I, I, the, the confusion is, so I have friends that are part of the uh, showing of uh, cattle, you know, dairy cows. And I saw a post yesterday where one of my friends who's from down here uh, in Dutchess County was had their golden their uh, their golden Guernseys their Guernsey cows upstate in Cortland. You're thinking two cows two. I know, I know. Really? <laughs> yeah, their their Guernseys well, the, up up in uh, Cortland. They had a show going on. But the question on that though, and th- and this would be for us again, both you and I to look into, is uh, with that. Is that a sanctioned show? I, I mean, of some kind. I believe it was, was it? because they had over. It looked like at least over a hundred Guernseys in one barn. Well, I, I I don't know. 
Um, I'd, ha- I'd have to ask them. I'll, I'll ask them and follow that up next week. Yeah, that would be... I'd be curious to know because um, we were told we couldn't have anyone from outside the uh, COVID unit. Yeah, I mean, I believe you. I'm just, otherwise, I just it would confused. be a unrestricted... <laughs> I would say, yeah, because otherwise it would be an unrestricted show and it would be probably the only show in New York State. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we know how that would go. That'd be huge. Yeah, it would be. We'd be moving in today. <laughs> so, um, um, but, and next week we have uh, a guest on, right? Uh, as far as I'm aware, yes, next week we'll have a, a guest on unless it changes. Uh, she's a, she works for healthcare, so I don't know if her schedule is still wonky. But uh, we okay. have a hard, we have a soft yes for next week for a guest. Okay. Okay. Um. Um. But let's now, you know, the, the, the thing that we we're going to discuss. So, a topic for later, you know, you, we're going to get through ad news here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, talking about fairs and, and the community we have and our experiences. Um, but first, I guess we got some ad news. We do. We have a, a little bit of uh, news to go through and then. And then we'll go on to our main topic. So, the news this week, fresh off the presses, is <laughs> uh, first of all, congrats to all the elected directors that were on the ballots um, this last go around. So, congrats to them. Um, there were some problems that I noticed with the ballot system um, and continued confusion with the Malin ballot, um, which is. And this is something that's been. A board of directors topic at convention and yeah. annual meeting um, before, yeah. and it just seems like I out in what district was it the um, out west? Yeah, district out California, district eight. Yeah, West Coast uh, California. Uh, the winner won by two votes. Two votes. So nineteen but, nineteen votes were not counted because. Uh, the ballot was either in the outer envelope or the signature stub, not in the outer envelope, uh, no authorized signatures in the system, you know, stuff like that, which is, let's be honest, pretty unacceptable. And, you know, as members, we deserve better than what we're getting. Right. In, in, you know, I just feel like they've got it. Yeah. There's got to be a better way. That are the, you know, it's two votes. I two the, votes. The idea. <laughs> oh no! Well, congratulations to that. Director, yes. By the yes. Way. So, I'm not. I'm not. Yes. Congratulations. We we don't want to cast shade on that. No, but uh, <laughs> it could have gone either way. You know, like that's 19, um, 19 ballots for a two vote win is it's not anything to sneeze at. That that's that's a, a I mean. I know that when I go to cast my vote, I'm very like, I'm paranoid, and I'm, I keep reading the directions back and forth, back and forth. You know, I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be one of those votes that doesn't get counted. Um, I also don't want to be, you know, one of those who, where my vote. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nate Funk, he always screws his vote up. Yep. Um, but uh, and that's actually one of the things I think I found, I heard 
overhearing the board of directors um, discussing um, at, uh, I, I believe it was at Redmond, not at, Red, at Boise, um, was the fact that um, sometimes the people whose votes don't count because of errors, they're constantly, the, the, the same person is doing the same thing, thinking their vote is the one that's being counted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what I thought was a resolution to that was that they were going to contact some of those people who were perennial, perennially were having trouble with the voting method and you say, Hey, this is how, by the way, your vote didn't count for the past five years. Yeah. Um, this is why. And, but, you know, we have, you, you, you check your box on your ballot, you put it in one envelope, you seal it, then you take and you sign the signature tab, you take that and the other envelope, you put it in the second envelope and you seal it and then you mail it. Yeah. But, if you somehow took your ballot and your signature tab and put them in the same envelope, poof, your vote doesn't count. Right, and that's a broken um, that's a broken I system. Think, <laughs> There's too many steps for for a a goat registry's voting system for their. I mean, I it's too much. Yeah, I I think part of the idea is that so that they can take open up the envelope, say, "Yep, this one signed for." This member has signed here. It's this guy, and then they can take the other, take the ballot, and say this is this goes in the pile with all the other ballots, and we'll count them later. But um, well, let's let's be honest. We need online voting for this. I, I yeah, well, I, I think mean, they still need to offer mail in, but it's high time that they get online voting for something so simple. Right, and in, it sounds crazy. I don't think it's like we're, uh, you know, we're certainly not like we're running for president in the U.S. You know, exactly. But, um, you you could do through the registry, you know, the adga.org. You can go on and you you've got to log in to get into adga.org. You've got to have a pin number. Um, you know, why not utilize that and you can do your vote through that for your membership. Um, it, uh, I don't know. That's just a thought I have, and I, I've mentioned before, but to other people, but yeah, you know, why not an online voting uh, as well as allowing you if you still want to do the, the pen, you know, write it in on this? But I know Edgar will allow you to opt out of the paper, yeah. uh, directory and out of a printed, uh, Rule book. Yep. So why don't you have another checkbox in that form and say, "Yes, I will do all my voting online." Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they want, give you a separate PIN number or something, or just—I don't think they even need to do that. But that may be a bit more complex. Um, that may require a bit more IT skill and experience, and well, we have time <laughs> and ability to pay for. I don't know. Speaking of IT skill, uh, the next generation. Uh, community as as it's being called, I'm not calling it that. The next generation computer system was demonstrated by the committee 
uh, to the board of directors, uh, which is the new website for anybody that doesn't know, um, which has been being worked on for, what's it been, three years now, Nate? Yeah. At least. I, I, mean, I would say at least possibly more. Yeah. So so the new website's supposed to give you full access to all of your animal data, including show awards, uh, uh, linear appraisal, DHIR records, DNA results, certificate and transfer histories, and much more uh, to give the ability to manage all of your memberships from one place. Uh, it's, it, I, it, I just, I want to see it, you know, it's, it's, it's something where it, it's been worked on for so long. I'm tired of hearing them talk about it. I'm glad that they're demonstrating it, but I want to see it myself, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, well, it's kind of hard to demon to put a, uh, you know, uh, beta version of some software like that up for the general, for the general uh, public, yeah, viewing of yeah. the public without just going live with it. Um, and really, it's when you go live with software like that that you start finding all the, uh, issue um well that's the thing i i have a feeling that once once uh they go live with it and it gets that really big pressure hit from everybody trying to play with it it's gonna crash there's no doubt in my mind that it's just gonna crash because they haven't tested it to to get that get that really big uh influx of of page uses I, I mean, maybe they, they spent some really good money on a server. I don't know. But I know with video games, because let's face it, I used to play video games a lot. Uh, certain games, if it wasn't beta tested and, and, and it was a popular game, there it was not uncommon to be sitting in queue waiting to access said game. So I have a feeling the same thing is going to happen here. Yeah, well... Yeah, anytime you roll out a new website, especially when people go, hey, the new website's out, um, it's, it's bound to uh, crash. It, it's gonna, it's bound to. Yeah, um, for sure. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice, you know, to, to hear them talking about it and, and, giving a walk around tour with uh, the board, which is really nice, but I, I want to see it. And hopefully they say by the end of the year, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be able to play with it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, making it sound like a uh, video game. Well, to play with the new Edgar 2.0 video game. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's nice because you have all this access. Now, now the access we've had, but it's been through, uh, adgagenetics.org or .com, whatever it is, and uh, you know, going through, and if you're a plus member, you get this and and that, and it's nice that it's going to be all in one place. I don't have to have fifty tabs opened up to check everything. Yeah, it, it will be. Well, that that's kind of the one of the things that I find it. I'm actually on the the adgo.org. Uh, website right now mm. and yet it seems like every time you click on something another tab oh. opens up 
And so you, if you just to get to a subscription report, for example, you end up with like six tabs opened up. You didn't say open up in a separate tab. It just does it automatically. Yeah. Now, mind you, if someone out there has like a little uh, a format thing for us to say, maybe we'll go in into an options menu, menu and it says you know, don't open it an extra tab. That'd be great. But yeah, it's um, uh, it's it's frustrating. I'll be on my phone checking uh, certain things, and all of a sudden, I have ten tabs open on my phone. I'm like, really? This is I I <laughs> I, I log on to adga.org I I go to um say I want to I want to check member services click on that there's a new tab and I want to go to my transaction history click on that new tab it's ridiculous it's <laughs> but they're work, okay. they're working on it so you know hopefully hopefully it'll be fine I was going to say they're, they're working on it and we, we also have to realize that uh we have a broad spectrum of needs and wants yeah. on this website and to get everything. And it's not just, you know, registration. If they wanted to just do a registration web, website where you just went on and you registered and that was it, um, it'd be easy. The problem is it's really the, the website um, for our, our organization, our, our association yep. that we use. Um, so it's, it's kind of replacing our, our old paper um, books. Um, yeah. Really, there's a wealth of knowledge on there already. Um, I've already started, you know, telling some of my 4-Hers about the youth knowledge base. Um, you can go there and you can click on the youth page and um, there are links to uh, just you know, 4-H and FFA resources. Uh, I know a lot of those are, um, you know, from our own uh, Cornell University. Uh, Dr. Tatiana Stanton put those up or, or authored some of those. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great little tool. Um, so, especially for those who are technologically advanced. More so than myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I think what's really taken uh, them such, such a you know, making it such a tedious process is they're also trying to add the Guernsey breed at the same time to get it done by the end of the year when this goes live. So that's uh, probably yeah. throwing a wrench into everything, which is why it's taken so long. But, um, but yeah, so all this goes, is supposed to go live by the end of the year. Um, now, also a couple other bullet points of, of news that uh, has come out the last couple of weeks since we missed news last week. Uh, the Elite Buck and Doe list and the Superior Genetics list has been released. So congrats to everybody that made it. Uh, Nate, did you have anybody make that list? We did, actually. We had a Doe uh, half on farm. You don't even remember. Oh, well, don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, she got one of these. Uh, O-R-H-G uh, Elsa Leah. Um, she's a, a doe out of our mint line. Um, she was she was originally owned by my daughter and uh, she earned her SG. Um, now we had since sold her to a 4-H'er out in western New York. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who has her and, and is quite excited about the new designation. Yeah, I can imagine that's you know, that's a pretty marketable it's, it's thing. Fun to see. It is, and it's fun to see animals you've bred and you know owned you know, earning this designation. Right. Um, and she got it on both type and production. You have to have a certain score of that PTI uh, potential to transmit index. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain score um, threshold. There's a minimum threshold. Your the doe score has or box score has to be higher than in order to uh, get the designation for SG. Um, takes in linear appraisal scores and uh, DHI records, um, and I and I'm told about twelve or fifteen other magical designations to to meet it yeah Yeah. it's a yeah it's it's i'm not taking anything away from uh superior genetics designation but a lot of people are think it's just pulling out of a magic hat and there you go um there there is it's the sg yeah it's uh fairy sneaks into the house secret secret math with the tooth fairy nobody tooth fairy takes the teeth and the sg leaves little letters of designation yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> nobody knows the formula. It's like um, I believe Lisa Shepard probably does. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, the program, uh, she she's our, I think the go-to person there. And this time of year, she gets a lot of. Calls yeah, I'm sure she does. Overwhelmed, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, it's a pretty cool, neat little designation. But you know, we're. As, I think as you get into, uh, it sounds crazy, as you, you start looking at that performance program, you start kind of going, well, you know, this animal should get it. Yeah. But you also have to realize that if they don't get it, there was a reason, but it may be something you don't even really know about. Right. But it does, you know, I, I'm starting to see like a trend, you know, this doe, El Shalia, um, her dam ha- was our first SG. Our right. First so her daughter, her daughter that you're keeping, right? You're keeping that daughter like you should because she's beautiful. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, that daughter will probably end up being an SG as well, uh, probably as a two year old. Possibly, yeah. Yes, because you see, uh, so Elsalia earned her SG this year as a two year old. Yep. Uh, her. Also, Leah's dam, Ina, earned it as a yearling. The same year that Nina's dam uh, earned me. it. Bless Thank you. <laughs> earned it as a uh, three-year-old. And, and then uh, Minty's dam, Thin Mint's dam, uh, Molly, uh, Mountain Spring Molly, uh, earned it the year before, right? And you know, there's a line of SGs here. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's there's correlation so there. <laughs> there is, and and you can see it. Yeah, uh, and yes, it does help in selling kids and marketing. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, how many but times? So does the elite program. The elite program's big. I feel, especially when it comes to bucks. The those I get, you know, a hundred percent. You know, there's a reason why they they hit that. But the bucks—that's like, that's that's a big deal. You want an elite buck? <laughs> yes, I know I do. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> well, you know, they're they're dying there. Yeah, um, we're working on it. We're we're making uh, some daughters, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. And I I know I've got one or two that we may be bringing down, but um, you know, it, it helped, and that that so that's been out. Um, and the elite program, um, the elite shires, um, you know, all the FG letters have gone out. Yep. Um, and I believe uh, top ten pr- milk production letters are the pri- the preliminary mm-hmm. letters have gone out as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So congratulations uh, to everybody so, that made that list, and again, congrats, Nate. Uh, so, yep. so the okay. last last a bit of a. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, the last the last bit of news uh, for the week is. Uh, the death of uh, Pat Hendrickson of Washington. Uh, she was, I, I personally don't know her, but the, I'm an East Coaster, so it kind of makes sense. But she was a staple in the Sonnet and Sable communities. Uh, she was a mentor to a lot of people from what I've been reading and uh, was apparently super amazing at doing artificial insemination. She was a pro. So uh, thoughts and and. Uh, prayers go with her friends and family and everybody that she's she's affected uh, throughout her her years in the community. I know she was a staple for a long time. So, really sad news there. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't I didn't know her personally. Um, I know a couple East Coasters did, and and they put some Facebook statuses up, and that's really what caught my my eye. And although we're not West Coasters and and not as versed. Uh, we do recognize when somebody that was a staple in the community has gone, and we want to acknowledge that. Well, and, and as we've pointed out at the beginning of the show, we're all kind of a family, right? And uh, it it hard times when a member of our family passes, mm-hmm. this, or when there's a, a fire that we 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 come together as a family. Yep. Um, you know. Uh, Recently, you know, there was a fight. Right now, there's the fire that hit, yeah, Castle Rock, in California. Um, a few weeks ago, there was uh, the uh, disappearance of a buck or Carianos in Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's also you know, things I remember back to kind of getting on the topic of the main main part of the show, of you know, back when. The Labor Day storm hit the New York State Fair, um, and uh, the goat exhibitors, you know, the goat barn at the New York State Fair is this big cement brick building. Yeah. So they were all fine, but the streets were flooded, the fairground was instantly closed on the busiest, what should have been the busiest day of the year. Um. And so the vendors were closed. And, you know, the exhibitors in that barn that, you know, when they, as they woke up to all of this, or many of them were already awake, um, came together as family. You know, and uh, as many of them will tell you, there was the best breakfast buffet you could have seen on the fairgrounds <laughs> within the goat barn that's awesome at the new york state fair that year and that day because 
people just came forward with like, hey, we've got some eggs we can do up, and hey, here's some fruit. And I think some some of the exhibitors went out and to some of the vendors that were like, well, we're done, we're closing, we're leaving as soon as they'll let us leave. And they were getting rid of fruit, and so the the exhibitors were like, we'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> give me. There was this huge spread <laughs> up in the goat barn, and the the. They they came together kind of like a huge family for uh, this breakfast and this, you know lunches while mm-hmm. waiting to get release. Um, and it's it's yeah that sense of family that we have as as a goat showing community that I just I love it. And and it's one of those reasons I think we all have or we love our our fair and our show memories. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, this week kind of is bittersweet because right now we're supposed to be getting ready for fair and we're not. Well, yesterday (laughs) would have been the first day of the newly expanded New York State Fair. Yeah. Yes. No, Monday. Monday would have been the first day, I think. Um, I've got to check on that. Um, the, it would have been, uh, I think it was going to start, um, I think maybe it was yesterday. I don't, um, I, I'm not, I'm, I've never, uh, been an exhibitor at the New York state fair, so I, I'm not sure. All I know is that it, it's running while our county fair is running. So then all of the Holstein and Guernsey and Jersey people, they're all, run into the state fair as soon as they can um, right after the county yeah, fair. Yeah, would have down started here. yesterday. So, yeah, that makes sense. They, they, on their Facebook page, they post that it would have started yesterday. Okay. Um, so, you know, we many people would be at state fair this year. And, you know, for, for my family growing up, state fair was kind of like the capstone. Yeah. To the show season. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, that's the pinnacle. It was like after state fair, you went home, got ready for school, you dried all the doughs off, and and that was it. You know, I mean, every other fair throughout the show season was leading up to and heading towards state fair. Um, and for you, it must have been, you know, <clears throat> the <clears throat> Texas <laughs> County Fair. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, usually this year, this year we weren't going to go. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we we have the baby on the way and we wanted to save our time. But we were going yeah. to go to Ulster County Fair, a couple club shows, um, maybe another county fair. And then and this happened. But Dutchess County Fair, that's where my family cut their teeth. Uh, that's, you know, it's it's I think this year was. I don't know, it's been going for at least a hundred years and uh, it's, it's pretty bittersweet to not even be able to go visit. If I wasn't exhibiting this year to even go visit for a day or two. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're just kind of heartbroken about it. You know, it's, it's a weird year. <laughs> so it's, it is. Um, I, I think that's why the other reason why, um, you know the shows that do happen mm-hmm. 
um, you know, they're so big. One, we, we all love, I mean, it, 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 we love to get together for a, uh, a fair and a show. And, and it, you know, you, you get show up to the show. For example, our year now, our year starts with the uh, Altamont Buck Show yep. in Altamont, New York. Um, it's on the, in, on the fairgrounds for the Albany County uh, Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, first off, it's, it's the unique thing about it is it's just where where the fairgrounds is. It, it pulls people in from New England. And it it pulls so everybody in from New everywhere. England friends. Yeah. What? Oh, it, it it does. It's the Northeast. Yep. It's, it's and you you see you see people you don't normally see period but it's like it's the first show of the year for us unless you go down to the troy pa show right in april but for us there's still snow yeah it's too um, cold it's too cold for that show i they need to move it. it's too cold <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's why they started the june one too but uh Altima is the first one in and part of what, what's really fun about the Elgermont show, yeah, you've got the box. So you don't have to worry about bagging your dough. Does yeah. she, is she balanced? And she got the perfect bag for the show ring. It's the box. It's the boys. Um, and everybody's going to end up smelly by the end of the day anyway. And you all know it. And <laughs> But you show up there with your buck kids and your, your, your older buck. And so it it, th- there's not as much pressure. So winter's over. You haven't seen each other all year, and it's great to just talk. Yeah, and talk about goats, and we're just family, and it's a. Uh, it's I love it I love family. shows. I love shows. It's great. It and, and it I do too, and it's family. It's it's you know, and you get to talk with. The thing I love about that one is we get to talk to our our New England friends um, who are there and, and, you know, help them show some and they help us. And, and because it's a, a box show, it's really kind of relaxed, uh, just fun and laid back. Yeah. Um, I know many people don't like showing box, but I think part of the reason I keep showing box because it's so fun. Just to, you, know, you don't have to worry about anything. You take the buck out of the pen. If he looks, like crap while he's fucked. He, you know, yeah. He throws beautiful daughters. Yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it, uh, but it's also kind of like free advertising. You know, I have gotten some kid sales because people have been like, "That fuck was gorgeous." You know, yeah. I'd like a kid out of him. Um, but the point of of the buck show for me, what's most fun about it is, like, the the first family get together of that goat family yeah. of the year. Yeah, that's uh the Buck Show was great because I got to meet so many people that I hadn't met yet because we we're fairly new and that was our first Buck Show. So I I I got to meet you guys. Uh I got to meet Shirley Stover, uh, a couple other people, uh Marta and Brad, um that have Nigerians you know, Emily Crocker, a bunch of people and and I hadn't gotten that before. So it was it was cool to to be able to meet people and now, you know, this year I was looking forward to it because 
now I get to show off my bucks and also see family. So it was when it when it was canceled, it was a big bummer. Um, but yeah, so fairs. I mean, Dutchess County. That was that was our first showing experience for the fair. Uh, we we got our first year. Two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eighteen was our first year showing, and. We hung all our stuff up, our Hillier Pharma Scott Circle sign, and and got everything ready. You know, those looked good, and people are looking at us like we just committed murder. I'm I'm talking to Tierney. I'm like, what is going on? I Why? I mean, I'm telling you, Nate. Uh, like, fifty percent of the people that were walking by were giving us looks like we were the biggest jerks around. Well, really? Oh, it was it was insane. Finally, I go to my aunt, who's who's used to show Holstein's there, and you know my family's been there for years. And I'm like, Aunt Kate, what's going on? Everybody is giving me a look like we did something awful. And she goes, Why? And I I have no idea. And she goes, I know why. So then she walks away, and she comes back, and she's like. It's because you have Hilaire Farm in your name, and that was my gra- my grandfather's herd name was Hilaire Farm for his Holsteins. Right. So people thought I was was yanked in the name and using it as my own as some they didn't know who I was as some stranger. So they didn't like seeing the Hilaire Farm name on a goat farm, and they didn't know who I was. <laughs> so the, uh... so so then she explained to them uh, that's Ted Ted's uh, grandson, and he has permission to use that that farm name. Uh, then everybody was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. How you doing?" But <laughs> for the first, like, for the first like half a day to a full day, I'm walking around like, "Man, what did I do wrong?" <laughs> so that was that was my yeah, first see, fair experience. See, now I grew up in the fairs. Uh, literally, like my my parents had been showing for years prior to my birth. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are people, and it's and it's kind of the fun thing about quote being back into showing. There are exhibitors out there who literally remember my mother being pregnant with me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, they 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 remember holding me as a not quite one year old baby at the goat show. So I grew up with with the showing and it's kind of fun because I kind of see some of the things that I did happening now, you know, like I go to the Altamont uh, buck or doe show and there's my son playing in the dirt his show white the show brown um, <laughs> because of the dirt on his show. White. Oh yeah. And I go to go Jamie, and then no, wait a minute. That was me. You know, that was me for 40 years. 40 years ago. (laughs) Okay, back off. Yeah. You know, and it was really great when at the state show, similar situation, and, uh, you know, where's Jamie? I'm playing in the dirt on the ground. (laughs) This is back about two years ago. And I'm like, what is he doing? And then I look, and who is he playing with? Is that my father? Is Dave <laughs> Funk playing in the dirt in the dark with his grandson? And there's my father, you know, you know, <laughs> older, and he, he's playing, you know, trucks with his grandson in the dirt at the at the state show. 
<laughs> it's great. It, it is. It is actually. You see something like that. That's really. Oh yeah. Uh, fun. Um, and I have friends where that's where how we learned learned about each other, and we grew up around each other with playing in the dirt at these shows with our trucks and our tractors. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, you know, one of them is a friend of mine. He's up in Utica, New York. Here, the fireman up there. And, uh, you know, he's, he and I will periodically joke, he'll come down for a day for county fair and there'll be kids playing in the dirt and we'll both kind of stand there and watch. Some people might think, why are these two older guys watching the kids play in the dirt? <laughs> and the, we remember being there. Yeah. You know? Bringing back memories. Oh, it is. And I think that's the other thing we love about shows. It's just the memory. Oh, it's so Dutchess County Fair is a week long so you're 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 there the whole week we we bring our camper and and it's a good time and it's this year is it's it's the family aspect of not seeing everybody and and just being able to kind of it's almost like a vacation just a vacation with everybody and, and even though it's a lot of work fairs are a ton of work <laughs> but they are a ton of work but i i don't know about you but i do take my vacation for county fair yeah. Or for state fair. Yeah, that's my. I burn up my vacation time for those. Yep. Um, in fact, I save up through the year for those two fairs. Um, uh, it is. It's and it's the family that you kind of miss now, and that's why, you know, you know, we had somebody that we show with come pick up a doe. You know, that they bought from us, and it was like, oh, "You're here, hi." <laughs> let's let's talk for three hours. Come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, same time, we're also finding that we're going online and and getting that fair junky food that oh. Jen figured out how to do funnel cake, and that's a dangerous thing. To know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, our our fair actually offered a couple weeks ago where they had on the fairgrounds a couple of like probably six or seven vendors come out and were making the, some fair food that they would usually serve at the fair. Um, and you could come out and buy some food and eat at picnic tables, socially distanced. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Tierney wanted to go to it. We, we, kind of got lost in in the chaos of the farm life to be able to go out there but we had a couple friends go and and it wasn't the same they said but it was close enough to be able to well i know that there's some of the vendors that have like uh new york specific or regional specific fair foods are doing that at the state fairgrounds oh are they in one of the parking lots, oh, you cool. know, you can go there and, and buy it on the weekend. Um, at our own county fair, the local cinema, who, because of our own COVID regulations in the state until recently, couldn't uh, run. They couldn't operate and show movies in the cinema. They rented the Midway at the county fairgrounds. And constructed a drive-in movie theater. Oh, that's cool. You know, you can bring the family in and drive, and they'll project up on a big screen, and they're showing a bunch of the older movies um, that are formatted for this. 
and you can tune into a specific radio station so you can hear the the dialogue up on the screen. Oh, so that it's like it a legit. A bit... What? It's like a it's like a legit drive-in experience then. It is, but it gets better. There are like three or four different fair food vendors that have a phone number posted on the outside of their uh, their booths. Mm-hmm. You can call in. Oh, that's order cool. fair food. That's awesome. They'll bring it to your car. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm I'm far away from the state fair or else I'd totally be for that. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to get me out of my truck by the time I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go, you know, it'd be like needing a diet for about a month before you can get yeah. out of your yeah. truck and yep. you know uh, so um yeah that's a lot of these fairs are having to adapt you know they're not being used this summer during these weeks mm-hmm. and for many of them it's rev- a huge revenue bring the new york state fair they just posted uh this week that it is a hundred million dollar hit yeah. to the new york state budget yeah it's State fair is big. I we've never shown there, but I've I've been there before, and I know uh, my family used to show uh, Holstein's there, and it's it's not a small thing. You go to the state fair, and you have to bus in because there are cars everywhere, absolutely everywhere in Syracuse, and and <clears throat> every day is like that. It's not like there's a slow day for the fair for New York State. Uh, it's every yeah i mean a slow day at the new york state fair is like you know 50 50,000 people coming through the gate yeah yeah and that's not counting exhibitors right right and you know dutchess county fair is pretty i think it's the second biggest fair in new york state um um what about erie well, uh, well, yeah, Erie's probably bigger. I know for livestock, it's probably the biggest fair. I mean, it's it has a capacity limit where that is always met the first or second day that you can sign up for the fair. Uh, oh yeah, as an exhibitor. Yeah. Um, but it's a uh, it's 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 a big fair as well, and. The slowest days are usually just the days where it's downpour raining like we had last year. Last year, we had monsoons for two out of the uh, five or six yeah. days. Do you remember that? It was insane. It's just poured. Oh. Absolutely poured. But again, those are the days where you know the, the goat family comes together, the kids start playing cards, and oh. and you go visiting. Oh, we had... You, know, you, you go... go talk to this herd over there you go look at those goats over there mm-hmm. um those, those rainy days where some you know uh deals get made you know for breeding or for buying <laughs> oh yeah um the whole week i'm talking um, about uh <laughs> different people wanting to use my bucks or or you know the future of me wanting to buy uh some straws of semen from this buck or that buck it's uh 
it's it's the whole week is nothing but a big planning for the next two or three years. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, it's it, it it's something I, I really miss this year. I, I know my kids miss it, and everybody is missing it. I mean, this is countrywide where where fairs are getting canceled left and right. I I have been seeing where at least there's been some 4-H exhibitions still going on. Uh, it's not happening really in New York, down by us at least. Uh, they, they're just been canceled outright. Uh, they are still doing the livestock auction for Dutchess County, um, and I believe they did it for Ulster too. Uh, but besides that, it's, it's no-go. Um, <laughs> so... I think down near you, they're doing the, the virtual livestock auction. You yep. can go online and you can bid it. Um, I've seen that uh, Delaware County is doing a similar thing. They've contacted a, a auction service that's local who will video the auction live. Oh, cool. And then they have, I think they do it through cow buyers. Mm-hmm. And the, you can bid virtually online with them. Western New York, I think they're doing a similar thing. Western New York also just got done doing, I believe they just got done doing a uh, regional youth show um, where kind of like what we're doing tomorrow where it was, um, you know, A bunch of counties, adjacent counties, right within the uh, COVID district, who were allowed to bring their 4-H animals into. I believe they brought them into Erie County for a large livestock show for the youth. Um, Which is awesome. So, the 4-H means a ton, you know. It, it's and that's what really the fair it has. It's been. A big focal point for fairs is, you know, 4-H and the kids, and, and it should be. And and for them to find a way to at least, in most counties and most parts of the country, to still be able to figure out a way for them to at least either sell their animals or show them is huge. You know? Yeah. Because 4-H is probably taking a big hit this year. I know a couple 4-H leaders that are, you know, they wanted to do a couple things on their farms with, you know, showing, having different 4-Hers within the county come and show. And, and a lot of the families are just not wanting to do it because they're scared to do it, and, you know, here, at least here in New York. And it's a shame, you know, I want to, I want to, I, I wish I knew what kind of impact this is going to have for the future of 4-H. And I just don't know. Um, well, so on our end up here, in, in central New York. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, here's what's happening. Um, we, we've got this 4-H youth show. There is an open aspect to the goat show. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, to get on the fairground, everybody in the vehicle has to have the temperature tested. They have to answer um, you know, questions. Have you felt any symptoms? Have you uh, been exposed to somebody who had COVID? Yeah. And have you been to a state that is on the, I want to call it, on the naughty list? Right. Um, and then uh, you answer those 
and then everybody who's in the vehicle has to have a mask um, such that um, you observe the six-foot distancing when you're not at ringside and you're not in the show ring. And if you can't observe the six-foot distancing, you have to have masks on. Um, they say that there will be um, employees, cooperative extension employees, who will uh, who will be patrolling this right. and checking on it. Um, and then when you are in the show ring or at ringside, you have to have the mask on. Um, right. And then the whole thing is your your species and your show your show stock yeah. is there less than twelve hours. Um, and then you're home. And I'm almost wondering in the way it's working here at least, the way it appears to be working, I'll let people know next week. Um, I I could almost see this being kind of the future of of exhibitions just you know, yeah, you've got to come in. People get health checked. Uh, they get in there to the barn. They get animal health checked. And then uh, you show, but you have to have a little bit of six-foot distancing. Right. Which still allows you to stand there and talk to each other. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you, you do your showing. At the end of the day, you leave. I just think what you'll find is there's a lot more one-day shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's probably going to be the outcome I would see if the, if we don't get a handle on this COVID stuff. Uh, that'll right. be the future of it. And honestly, I could see next year if they have, if we're still struggling with this COVID stuff for a week-long fair, I could see them having us in there for a day or two and out. Yeah. Which is yeah. nuts to think about and... You know, I'll be I'll be wanting to show off my new baby next year, and I'll be sad if we can't. But you also want to keep him safe, exactly, so that years later, your yeah. your, your little one there can, uh, you know, they can start having their first experiment memories. Yeah, playing in the dirt yeah. or chasing baby goats or playing, you know, playing with new friends. Yeah, so, and. And that's the best part about the fair is the friends, I think. Oh, it's... Any fair. 100%. The fairs, the shows, what what have you. Uh, it's... You know, all year, you're talking to either on the phone, texting, or on Facebook. You're, you're talking to all these people in the community, uh, either locally or, you know, across the country. And... This is supposed to be the time of year where you get to see each other and and see what you've been talking about all year with these goats and and to not be able to do it is heartbreaking. But it's you know fair is supposed to be like the best the best time of the year. That's your your all your work throughout the spring and is and early summer is done and now you get to relax, show some goats and 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 just kind of unwind yeah it's uh yeah it's i just i worry about 4-h with you know it being all these shows being canceled 
I'd like to see, and maybe I'll I'll dig deeper within my my county here um, in Dutchess County because because it's so close. See how bad they're hurting, and and there's got to be a way to to get the public to support these kids, even though they're not in the spotlight at these fairs. Yeah, well, and I think that's the thing with the market animals. Mm-hmm. People have been able to uh, do these virtual auctions. Um, in Shenango County, we didn't do a virtual auction. What we did instead is um, we reached out to the kids who had animals that were going to be in the auction. Mm -hmm. And we made sure that there were people who were able to buy those animals at a fair market price. Um, And um, many, many of those animals sold more than a fair market price because the person buying them um, understood the, the, the commitment and the heartache that went went into uh, raising that animal. Mm-hmm. And so, I I that's how we did it here, and others are doing it with virtual auctions. So. Yeah, but also also with a lot of fairs, there's a payout with how you place throughout your groupings and classes, and those kids not getting that, and say they don't have a market animal, say they have a dairy goat that you don't you don't do the the auction with, and. So they're missing out on that payout where that's supposed to be money either towards their college or towards their program of, you know, buying another animal or using that for feed throughout the year or what have you. And they're missing out on that. It's not just the kids. It's It's, it's not just the kids. Yeah. I do know of a number of breeders who, um, the premiums, uh, contribute towards, um, annual expenses oh yeah now not not my wife and i we kind of figure if we break even we're we're happy right and, you know but we're contributing when we figure in you know whether we broke even we're factoring gas and food and entry fees and extra feed for the show right you know um but yeah a lot of people for each and especially take a hit because often um they are either having to show that they show their parents that this is something we can break even on or the parents are paying out for the feed and, and the hay, the, the medical on these animals. And it's good to at least see that there's some kind of payout. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's rough. This year's rough. Yeah. But I think we've all got to hold on to those memories of, County fairs and state fairs, national shows and club shows. Yeah, and just remember that they're going to happen again. I, yeah, I, and I when, firmly believe they're all going to happen again. They may not be the same, right? But they'll happen again. And when they do, it's going to be awesome because ev- because everybody's going to turn out and want to be a part of it, and it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's- well, that, and that's what one of the predictions for Louisville right now. That, Louisville is still kind of centrally located and it's for a national show and people having missed this one at Nebraska, it has potential being a good size show. Oh yeah. It's, it's, I have a feeling it's going to be, uh, as the kids say, it's going to be a banger. 
it's going to be huge. Uh, there's going to be a ton of people there, which is awesome. Yeah. So it'll it'll make I, up I a little bit agree. for this year for uh, Adga anyway, um, but yeah. So uh, you know that that about wraps up our thoughts on fairs and and all of the news for the week. Uh, Nate, do you have anything else to add? Well, um, you know we're gonna post this podcast to to the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, if people want to in the comments, post their uh, some of their fair memories. Um, we've heard yeah. some of ours. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and that's, know, that's, and, uh, uh, on Facebook, we're ringside, a dairy goat podcast. Uh, so yeah. if people want to look us up on there, I know we already have a bunch of people that listen that have liked the page. Um, but yeah, give us our, your feedback on it. That'd be awesome to hear all your fair, fair stories. And, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's all I have for this week. All right. Well, next week we tentatively have Emily Crocker from uh, Chickadee Farm Nigerians on, and you know it would be great to hear her insight on on her breeding program and and what they're all about. So, yeah, uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. What's left of it? And thanks, Nate. We'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.